0: A few minutes late, my computer was being totally finicky. It wouldn't work, but I've made it. I'm here live. I hope everything is working. So let me know if you're able to see this live. A couple of announcements. First thing is that we have a new free PDF download all about Ground Manners. So that should be linked either above or below this video. I am a huge fan of ground manners. I think it's so important that we really get our horses in tune and focused on us on the ground before we get in the saddle. So download that free PDF. There's about five little tests, exercises to do with your horse that will tell you a bit about how their ground manners are. I feel like ground manners are something that we forget how important they really are until we go to a horse show. We can't get our horse in the trailer. We try to clip our horse. We try to lunge our horse. So think about your ground manners, especially going into winter when the riding is a bit more inconsistent. This is always a very, very important time to focus on ground manners. So, okay, people are here. Let me know in the chat if you are here watching. Um, Oh, it says my chat won't work. I don't know, my my little restream platform is being finicky, so I can't see anyone's comments in the chat. I might have to pull you up and find you on my Facebook page. Okay, I have found myself on the Facebook page. All right, Christine, awesome. Hi, Christine, hi, Kelly, hi, Rachel, hi, Laura. Yay, okay, so I have a lot of questions to answer tonight. Um, I wanted to give a big shout out to everyone in 30 Days to Round. It has been so much fun to see your progress already, to see that you are doing the groundwork exercises, submitting your videos. It is so exciting. And there are so many great questions because I can really tell that you are all, you know, doing the hard work and trying these exercises and I'm just proud. I'm proud of everyone inside the challenge, everyone doing all the hard work. Um, So let me pull up my questions. I apologize, I'm slightly disorganized tonight because as I was getting ready to go on Facebook Live, I literally shut down my entire computer by accident and had to start over again. So, okay, here are questions that I'm going to answer from the 30 Days to Round Challenge. First question is from Samantha. How long should a training session be? Very good question. Hard question to give a exact answer to because the length of your training session isn't as important as the result that you get. So if you are able to get your horse out, warm your horse up, get them in a really good place in 20 or 30 minutes, you know, finish up there. Um, I would say maximum time is 45 minutes plus maybe 15 minutes of walking. You're not really going to accomplish more than the longer you go. So max time is 45 minutes. Minimum time, like if I'm working with a young horse or a green horse and I'm just doing groundwork, maybe 20 minutes or if it's like Friday, we've been working all week. My horse is kind of tired, maybe only do 20 or 30 minutes, but it's more about listening to your horse and you always want to end on a good note. I used to ride with uh, Larry Fleming. He was a horsemanship trainer and he would always say, Quit while the quitting is good and don't get greedy. So that means, you know, if you have like a really wonderful, exercise or a wonderful canner, that's a good place to quit because you can always start the next day. If you try to do it again and it goes badly and your horse gets frustrated and you end with that, then that's not such a good thing. Okay, next question is from Anna. What to do when the horse goes behind the bit after using the scrambled eggs technique? Good question. So if your horse tends to curl and go behind the bit, you want to have a steadier contact. Whenever you're kind of like moving, suppling, scrambling the eggs, you do that on a horse that's heavy or locked in the jaw. So if you have a horse that gets too light or curls behind, I always think two legs to two reins, keeping my hands together and in front. Next question is from Caitlin What do you recommend for a good warm up routine? What are things you're looking for in your horse during the warm up? Okay, great question. So, Caitlin, my warm up routine depends on my horse. The most important thing is that you find a routine that works for your horse and then that you repeat that same routine pretty much every single day because horses are really creatures of habit. And so, when you have a predictable warm up routine, it gives your horse that consistency and that security so that they start to relax because they're like, Oh, I know what we're doing. This is the same thing we do every single day. So with young horses or green horses, usually I spend a little bit of time on the ground, like five to 10 minutes, kind of depending on the horse. Um, If it's an older horse that I don't do as much groundwork on lots of walking, so 10 to 15 minutes of walking uh, you can walk around the property, you can walk in the arena and do serpentines and bending and some leg yields, but it's really good to spend a good chunk of time in the walk, both to get yourself warmed up and also to get your horse warmed up and to start getting your horse on the aids. And then when you pick up the trot and canter, get your horse forward. So I think about the training scale, rhythm. And suppleness. That is my warm up. Getting them forward, getting a good tempo, and then suppleness, circles, serpentines, getting them bending, getting them relaxed. That is the most important thing for the warm up. So I do a lot of transitions in the warm up walk, trot, walk, trot, canter, trot, circles, and serpentines. But like I said, every horse is a little different. So um, my young horse, Luigi, well, he's not so young, he's seven. Luigi, I like to warm up more in the canter, and Luigi needs like more transitions to get him forward. Kensington tends to need a lot of work with suppleness, so a lot of bending, and I prefer warming Kensington up more in the trot versus the canter. So it just depends on your horse. Next question is from Marjorie. Should I engage seat legs and then hand when asking him to accept the contact or go round? I'm trying not to just focus on his face, but asking for engagement and forward motion. Yes, absolutely. So when you're working on getting your horse to go round, you have to have that forward motion first. So whenever you're going to use your reins, you've got to think leg first, leg to send your horse forward. And then your reins always softer than your leg aid um, so that your legs are always the overriding eight. It's always more important to get your horse responsive to the leg first than work on round. Okay, Lisa, good question. How do I stop my horse from snatching the reins down in the stretch circle and encourage her to take the reins more gently? Good question. I see this a lot where people go to do the stretch circle, And either they just like drop the reins and throw the horse completely away and the horse's head goes up or the horse rips the reins out of their hands. So a few things in the stretch circle, number one, focus on your core, like really keep your core tight, keep your shoulders back, maintain your balance by using your core. When you let the reins out, keep your horse a little positioned to the inside. So keep your horse with a little bit of bend that will help so they don't snatch. And then let your reins out when your horse is being soft and respectful. So if they go to snatch the reins, close your fingers and don't let the reins out. Only let them get the reins out when they are being soft about it. Okay. Um, Margaret, in your walk, halt, walk, groundwork exercise, it looks like you're walking backwards while applying the aids, especially when asking for the rein back. Is that correct positioning? Yes. Yes. That is correct positioning. So there's a ton of groundwork exercises inside of 30 Days to Round. And walk, haul, walk is a great way to start teaching your horse connection and roundness from the ground. So as you can tell, I'm a big fan of groundwork. And we have this winter, we have some exciting things coming up to focus on groundwork because I think winter is a really good time to go back to those basics especially because the weather isn't so predictable and our riding becomes inconsistent. And when you're not working with your horse consistently, they tend to get a little crazy and unpredictable. And that is where groundwork can be super useful. Okay. You says tips or tricks and words of wisdom for how to get my non-dominant hand to cooperate um okay good question so i am a lefty let me know in the chat if you are a lefty i feel like as lefties we have a little bit of an advantage because this is a right-handed world like everything you do shifting your car turning um turning on your car uh scissors are usually right-handed i think even like the way your belt is is usually right-handed so Being a lefty is definitely an advantage. It makes you more ambidextrous, but I would recommend if you're having trouble with your non-dominant arm, um, brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand, um, trying to just do as much as you can with your non-dominant hand, brushing your horse. Also make sure when you're, if you clean your own horse's stall, that you do it with holding the pitchfork in both ways that will help you because a big part of riding is being symmetrical and even. We want our horses to be symmetrical. That means that we have to be symmetrical. Oh, yes. Yvonne is a lefty. Awesome. Let's see who else is a lefty. Kathy's a lefty. Yay. All right. Okay. Um, Let me see what other questions. Okay, Aurora, I want to hear more about trot to canner transitions. We're getting a lot better in our trot walk and walk trot, but as soon as we start canner work, he gets bracy and starts to counter bend. Very normal, very, very normal. So a lot of times, you know, getting your horse round, getting your horse straight is much, much easier to do at the walk and the trot. And when you go to the canner, it kind of falls apart. So I would recommend if your horse gets bracy and start to counter bend in the canter, um, probably circles are a good idea. And then you might not be able to get the roundness and get your horse bending correctly in the canter. So I would go back to the trot and then when you're in the trot, fix it. Because it's always hard to fix straightness issues in the canter itself, because a lot of times your horse just isn't balanced or they'll try to do a flying change. So I would recommend go back to the trot fix it, get your horse bending correctly, get your horse off the inside leg, then go back up to the canner. Okay, let's see. Lynn, I have a very talented horse who tries to please. Several times now while riding at the walk, when I shorten the rein and turn his head to connect the inside rein to the inside hind, um, he ends up doing a turn on the haunches to the left. Any suggestions? Okay. So I would say that in that case, you need to use more left leg. So if when you ask your horse to bend that they're just kind of falling into the left, you need to use your left leg to move the left hind over and to get them to kind of disengage from that left leg. And I think that, you know, when your horse is confused and they're they're a horse that tries and they're like, you know they're trying and you're giving them mixed signals you need to go back and think about what your aids are so in that situation your aid is your inside Mm -hmm. leg to push the horse off like to push the horse over and your inside rein to ask them to look to the inside so it sounds to me like you need to get your horse more reactive to the left leg and just get that to happen like get them to move off of the left leg. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, Laura, my horse is young and blows out through the outside rein and picks up the wrong canner lead. It's very unbalanced and nerve-wracking. Should I keep practicing canner or work on groundwork until he's stronger? Okay, so good question. Um, Laura, it's never a bad idea to use the canner as a test, like to try to canner and see what happens. And if you can't steer and it gets all out of whack, then go back to the trot and really fix it at the trot. Then go back up to the canner, that's totally fine. I also love the snowman exercise, I think the snowman is my all time favorite exercise. So, that is what I would recommend doing if you're having trouble, um, with getting the correct lead. All right, what else? Dawn Marie says, Walk to canner, she's having trouble getting the canner right away, she still trots a step and comes above the bit. So if you're having trouble with your walk canner transitions, it sounds like you're on the right track. Um, One thing that I might go back to Dawn is trying to do a slow trot to canner and ask her to be really round. So like think trot, almost walk, super round, and then canner. That's just a way to make it a little bit more simple and break it down. Okay. Um, Stina, here's a good question. My horse does not respond to the pull release. He happily stands there for 15 to 20 minutes, slowly falling asleep. Zigzagging hasn't worked either. Any other techniques you'd recommend trying? So, Stina, if your horse is completely unresponsive to the pull release, get him more responsive somewhere else. Like I would practice leading and make him like march and halt and back up and march and halt and back up and maybe bending wake him up a little bit get him responsive to your aids elsewhere and then go back to that pull release because you know if what you're doing isn't working then you've got to wake him up and get him paying attention and then try it again okay um good question from cheryl what are the best exercises to loosen the si especially in the canter great extra great question I like to do a lot of leg yield in the canter and haunches in. So I think haunches in is probably my favorite to loosen the SI, but you can also do leg yield. So you can do leg yield either off your inside leg or off your outside leg. Uh, But those are both great exercises to improve the canter. Um, Amy, what exercises do you do for a young horse that keeps falling in when trotting circles? She's really bad, more on one side versus the other. Groundwork. Groundwork is my answer. So work on the bending from the ground, work on getting her like moving off your inside, basically from the ground. You work on teaching them to move off the inside leg. And that is what I always do with young horses. Um, Carol, where do I live? I live in California. So I'm actually in Ventura area and it's beautiful here. I love living here. It's great. So, okay. Lots and lots of questions. Um, Thank you all for the questions. For those of you that are in 30 days to round, we're going to be doing Facebook lives. This one doesn't even count. So we're doing it three other times a week. So I, Nicole, my colleague will be doing the Friday morning Facebook live tomorrow at 7am. And then I will be doing a Facebook live at 1.30pm. But Go 30 Days to Rounders. It is so much fun and to just see your progress, to answer your questions, to see you trying all the exercises and it's amazing group. So I wanted to finish up tonight talking about frustration and the importance of patience in your riding and your training. And one thing, like, as you know, my mission is dressage for all and My goal is to build a confident community, a confident and positive relationship with your horse. I really want to help you to have a good relationship with your horse and to make progress towards whatever goal you have. The truth of the matter is that riding is very hard and we all struggle. We all get frustrated. Um, And we're in it together. And it's really important that we always are supportive of one another and very transparent and real about how hard it is. And I think with social media, it's like you see all these posts of like blue ribbons and my horse was the best and we're doing so well. But behind all of that, there's always struggle and there's always frustration. And I have it too. So earlier this week. I was frustrated with a couple of my horses and rather than being so much in the moment and like I used to, when I was younger and I would get frustrated, I would, you know, like my frustration would almost become anger and more pressure on the horse. And, and I realized now that that's not helpful. And do I still get frustrated? Yes. Do I still put too much pressure on my horses sometimes when I get frustrated? Yes. But I think it's really important to recognize your emotions when you're riding and be able to take a step back and assess whether or not what you're doing is helpful for the future. And so as I was feeling frustrated, a couple of things that I do is one is take walk breaks. I think walk breaks and just giving yourself and your horse a chance to reset and honestly just to let all the tension out of your body and out of your horse's body that's really really important because when we get frustrated our bodies tense up our horses tense up we get more frustrated our horse gets more frustrated so sometimes just like walking dropping the reins for a lap and then starting again that is can be the best solution um The second thing is going back to something very simple, very basic, like even just going back to the walk. Like if you're having trouble getting a horse round and your horse is strong and you're just frustrated, just go back to the walk and try to get it at the walk or get off and do some groundwork and try to get something productive to happen, even if it means that you have to take four or five steps back. I think that's really important to give yourself permission to do that. And then the other thing is that sometimes when you've had a frustrating ride, you have to give up. <laughs> like that sounds terrible, but you know, you've been on your horse for 45 minutes, you're frustrated, things aren't going well, ask yourself, are you going to be able to turn the situation around today? Or are you just making it worse and you're spending more time on your horse with it feeling not good? And so that's kind of the place I got to with one of my horses this week is I was just like, this isn't going anywhere today. And it's not the feeling that I want, but I'm not going to make it what I want today. And I have to just be okay with that. And then think about what what am I going to do differently tomorrow to change the outcome? I'm going to do some groundwork. I'm going to spend more time at the walk. I'm going to go a little bit slower and more methodical so that I don't get myself and my horse worked up. And I'm going to really focus on my mindset because I think that the mindset that you bring to your ride is equally as important as what you do. And I know with myself, like if I'm on my phone answering work calls, like totally stressed out, pressed for time, um, I have a lot going on. My mind isn't in a good frame. To really ride and really train my horses so i have to think about that like how am i going to structure my day so that when i get on i can have that undivided attention i cannot feel pressured by time or answering calls or anything else and i can just really focus on my horse so bottom line was that i had a much better ride the next day and i think that happens a lot that you have a super frustrating ride and then the next day things turn around and they get a lot better. And it could have been that you achieve something positive in your ride. You know, sometimes frustrating rides are where you're actually growing and you're actually improving because you're trying to change a pattern. You're trying to get something good to happen and you don't really get the full result of that until the next day or until the next ride. But I think that's really important. And the other, word I have written down here is the importance of giving light and subtle aids, even if it takes longer. And so sometimes sometimes you have to like cowgirl up and get it done, right? Sometimes it's like you're asking and you're asking and nothing's happening. And sometimes it's like, you know, ah, oh, just listen, do something. You have to get that reaction. But you don't want to always have these big like hoo-ha, you know outburst with your horse so then that's when you have to go back to just such a soft aid I was reading this thing that said the horse's whole body is as sensitive as our fingertips that's why they can feel a fly land on their hair because they're extremely sensitive so there's no reason that we should have to be like you know spurring and pulling and doing all this stuff it's just that we've trained them to be less sensitive So go back and try to see how soft you can be and how light you can be and still get that response. And you always start with that light aid. And then if your horse doesn't listen, you have to escalate the aid until you get the reaction you want. But you have to always start with that very, very light aid. So that's my pep talk for tonight. Frustration and light aids. Um, I think that's it for tonight. So for those of you in Thirty Days to Round, keep up the good work. Uh, we'll be doing Nicole will be live tomorrow morning. I'll be live on Sunday. If you're not in Thirty Days to Round, or if you are in Thirty Days to Round, there's a new PDF download which is a test of your horse's ground manners, because ground manners, groundwork, super important. I can't stress that enough. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I hope you get to ride and enjoy your horses. And yeah, thanks for being here. You guys are the best. Bye. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.